Blog Talk Radio. I got to 
finger, the finger up and everything. I got long fingers like a city. So I'm sitting here talking about, hmm, this is still a man's world. And what does that even mean? Because, you know, some people may get offended when I ask that. Like, what do you mean? Is this still a man's world? And, you know, why are you trying to, I'm trying to keep you back. Not at all. In fact, I am your biggest supporter to keep you moving forward. However, I think in reality, you know, we have to look at, are there certain professions that are just poor men, you mean, or dominated by men, let's say? Are there certain just job titles and roles that we just have to look at, you know, when we see a woman doing it, be like, oh, my goodness, she doing that? What the world? You know, that's a little crazy. So... In my opinion, being honest and transparent as I always am with you guys, I do believe that there are certain roles that make me look twice when I see a woman doing it. See a woman in a uniform or in a masked up suit, and I got like, ooh, she hard, ooh, ooh, she, she bringing it. Um, now, do I do it often? No. Do I, can I name those professions right now? Not really, because as I think about them, I'm like, well, I can see a woman doing that. Well, I can see a woman doing that. But when I was preparing for this show, when I was looking over the topic, and when I was kind of looking at, you know, Googling, of course, you know, Google can be our friend right now, what are the top male-dominated jobs? The top 10 male-dominated jobs that came up weren't necessarily ones that made me look twice at. In fact, I have some friends. I have some special guests that will be on tonight. I have some co-hosts that will be on tonight or a co-host that will be on tonight that are doing some of the jobs that they spoke about. And so it it just led me to say, well, maybe it's not that way anymore. If I'm looking at what top ten male-dominated industries are, and let me share those with you. So we're going to count down. Number ten, what they're saying, the top, well, not the top. Out of 10, number 10 is accounting and finances. Whoever did this, it's called Ask Men, y'all. Ask Men is the page. Um, they feel that accounting and finances is number 10 on the list. Then we're going to go down. I'm not going to go through all 10, but then we're going to go go down. Number nine, now this will quote me off guard, comedy. Comedy is still rated as a top profession for men, male-dominated profession. Now, it caught me off guard because we have so many wonderful uh, female comedians. In fact, I have one for you all tonight that's lined up to be one of my special guests. But it caught me off guard because with all the popularity of some more, and, you know, just and there's no need to even name them, but just the popular comedians, female comedians that we know, that we love, that we just crack up every time we hear their stand-up, it's still a male-dominated field. Now, I wonder if it's because a lot of times comedy can be funnier when it's vulgar. Would y'all agree? I'm keeping it real. Comedy can be a lot funnier when it's that down-home grindy tell you how it really is and say them things that you just can't bring yourself to say but you know you're thinking. That third-eye comedy, like that is the funniest thing to me. I think comedy is one of, let alone what this is saying about being a men's um male-dominated field, I think comedy is one of the hardest hardest jobs out there. I've always said that because you have to 
know how to deliver that joke. You have to know when to deliver that joke. You got to have timing. You got to know when you bombing and when you got to switch it up real quick. You got to know when you're riding the audience too much and you need to tell your own stuff. Like, and people will look at you like, oh, that's not funny. Like, really? Come on now. And then you got hecklers. There's still people out there that heckle. I ain't never going to heckle y'all because I ain't built like that. Y'all in that, oh, hey, you're a comedian, you're funny, I'm there to laugh. But I ain't going to be doing no back and forth heckling. <laughs> that's just my opinion. You know, so surprisingly, comedy is still um, up there. Then we have number eight, looking at number eight, tech. Okay. Uh, okay. I guess that will be like I see. But let's skip. That was number eight. Let's skip on down to number four, y'all. According to this article, sports media. Now, again, I can see this one. Though I see a lot of beautiful females on ESPN, I have friends, some of whom I have invited on the show, who are ride or die sport fanatics. And they not like me, y'all. They not just watching it to be next to their man or their daddy and, you know, have some bonding time. No, they're really into sports, whether, you know, they're for social outing or not. Now, I don't dislike sports. I think sports is a wonderful, you know, social event. I enjoy hanging out and watching a game. I We had a um, Super Bowl party here. But, you know, I enjoy the camaraderie, the bonding that sports brings. It brings people together. It makes people, you know, want to go back and forth and debate who's going to win. It's entertainment. But I can honestly say I'm not that person that's going to watch football from preseason to Super Bowl on my own, whether somebody is with me or not. That's just not my style. Growing up, it was something I shared with my daddy. You know, that was our bond. I was his baby girl. Come on, watch this game with me. As I got older, my daddy was replaced by my mate. You know, hey, what you doing? I'm going to chill here, have some quality time, and watch the game with you. You know, I get into it because I'm watching it. But if he wasn't there, I don't, I don't think I would be like, oh, I got to watch the game. You know, except when the Ravens is on top. All right, I got to put that out there. Okay, so sports is out there. Um, let's get to number two. Politics. Mm, I could see that. I mean, we still talk about first woman president, first woman president. You know, we still get excited about that. Um, we still make it a big deal when there's a female in the political realm. Um, though it's much more acceptable now, it's still it's still kind of spoken, and they still kind of step it up a little bit to keep up with the boys. So the number one male-dominated uh, profession, according to this article, I would agree with is construction. Construction is the number one male-dominated profession. Now, I know, I know some of y'all out there laying me out, calling me a sexist, saying I'm keeping, I'm keeping us behind, you know, saying all this stuff. I, I get it. I don't care. I'm going to just tell y'all the truth. I don't care. Construction is not a job I would want. Now, I know it's not about me. But I have to say, my mate is in a field where it's um, construction, blue collar work. And one of the things I love about him is his hands. Yep, I'm telling all my business like I always do. His hands, it's like it's the right amount of roughness, but then it's not too, you know, it's got that roughness in it. It's got a little few calluses here and there because he's doing manual labor, but it's still a gentle touch behind it. I don't know if it would be received the other way around. I mean, maybe the gloves they have now are really nice gloves where we can protect the hands as a woman. You know, and, again, I know I'm a little different. I like to do things a little differently. 
um, to be a lady when it's time to be a lady. Hey, I own Simple Wellness here in Daystar, located at 519 North Charles Street. Shameless plug. Um, however, I am boss lady when I'm there. And even that, my style of boss lady is a little different. I'm not that evil, evil boss. Hey, I, I didn't go into self-employment and stop corporate America so that I could be mean every day. Uh, that wasn't my goal, you know, so I don't do that. So even in that realm of it, I know I'm I'm a little different where I do like that femininity. I, I had a show on before was femininity a lost art. I do enjoy femininity. I do enjoy that. I do enjoy my chair being pulled out. I do enjoy my door being open. Heck, I, my truck tire was um, going flat the last couple of days. I could have very well went and got air that tire, but I brought it to my man and I said, "Hey, the tire going flat. Can you help me out with that?" You know, so yeah, I might be a little different and over the top. So I think we need another opinion on this. I think it's just necessary to get another opinion. And, you know, out of respect for this uh, person's field in the industry that they're in, I want to let them introduce themselves because I want to make sure that I don't give the wrong name and she might want a stage name. And, you know, so I'm going to bring this person on and I'm going to let her do her thing. Um, call ending in 225, last three digits of 225. I'm going to bring you on next so you can join in the conversation and share your thoughts. You know, I have special guests for you, y'all. This is a special guest. I personally inbox her and say, I think you should be on this show with me. I think this will be a good show for you to join in on. And hopefully she got some shows or something coming up that we can learn about. All right, so I'm going to bring this caller in. Thank you for holding. Caller on the air. Hi. How are you? Hello. I'm wonderful. You're all with Toe and Tyler, and tell the world who you are. Um, my name, I'm Phoenix, everybody, and it's a pleasure to be here. I, you know, I'm definitely, I'm excited. You know, I, I made sure that, you know, stop everything. I got my do not disturb one. Nothing's going to bother me right now. So <laughs> I got to make sure that I give you all of this time. And, I, I mean, I'm listening to everything that you're saying, and I have, like, dissected so much. And now I'm like, okay, do I start from the beginning and do I do it all over again or do I just kind of like, you know, run it back? So um, my name is Phoenix, everybody. I am a comedian. I am from Baltimore, still live in Baltimore, here in Baltimore. And um, um, definitely I'm, I'm, I'm going to start by answering the question overall. The answer okay. is, is this uh, are there are there jobs that still just do not um you know and I, I don't want to use the term allow but here's what I'll say is this a man's world the answer is yes Ooh, it is wait a minute wait 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 let them swallow that let them swallow it Phoenix so in Phoenix's opinion yeah it is still a man's world okay go ahead elaborate on that one the answer is yes. But here's what I will say. The part of that, and and granted, you know, we use that song to convey society or convey this perception in society, but the truth of the matter is if we listen to the song in its entirety, even just the verse, the song actually says this is a man's world, but it would be nothing without a woman, meaning though he still reigns, and I'm not even going to say supreme, though man still reigns, woman 
is still relevant. He may be dominant, but we're still relevant. And I feel Mm -hmm. like we're becoming more and more relevant, you know, throughout the various genres, from comedy to construction. You talked about accounting, you know. And I think a lot of times what happens is people see things. And one of the things that you were talking about when you were talking about women in construction, what I heard to myself when you said it was Mm -hmm. although supreme there or although we aren't dominant there we're relevant because I can give you two examples recently that I encountered and the first was that I ran into a I was uh, I was at, at my place of work and we were doing construction we were um, remodeling the building and the construction site supervisor mm-hmm. was a she was a black female and I said mm-hmm. to her, I said, you're giving all the orders and they're doing all the work. She said, oh, I'm the project manager. That <laughs> says that we are relevant. Not mm-hmm. only was she, she was female and she was in construction, and this was a you know, five-month project that she was working on, and she didn't have to get her hands dirty at all. Okay. You know? See, that's a twist. I like that. I I also have a girlfriend who I, I, I personally have a friend who she is very pretentious, but she just graduated with her degree, and she'll be sitting for licensure for, um, I think, like drafting or engineering or something. So she's now my friend engineer, but she's finally finished her school, and then she's going to be an engineer. So engineering and construction and things of that nature, I definitely see it. You being from Baltimore, you know that a lot of um, young ladies go to Poly, a lot of mm-hmm. you know women go to, go to Mervo, and it wasn't until recently, and mind you, I'm almost 40, we won't give the real number, but... <laughs> recently that it even kind of clicked to me that when people go to, when, when we as youth enter schools like Mervo, Carver, and the uh, mm-hmm. trade, they're actually coming out of high school prepared for a career. And if you think about it, Mervo is one of those schools that actually has, I'm, and I'm sure they still have it. If I'm wrong, you know, I apologize, but they actually have a masonry program, and there are hmm. lots of in the masonry program, which falls under construction, which would, you know, again, leave, allow these women or these young ladies to leave high school prepared for an entry-level career in construction if they so desire, you know. I think what happens is women typically go for what they like to do. Right. And that's how we end up in roles for careers that suit us versus going for. Go ahead. Now, Phoenix, I was just going to say, not only do women go what they like to do, but a lot of times, depending on the age and experiences, you have women going to see what they know will be profitable for them. I have a friend in construction, and when I tell you she is a multimillionaire, she is paid. However, she is able to, first of all, she owns some things in construction. She's, like, she's the one that's getting the contract and some other things. So she's able to get grant money being a minority in her field. 
So not only do we have women doing what they like to do, but you also have some women that's smart enough to know I like to do this and I will be one of the few doing it, and I know I can, right. you know, monopolize the industry that way. Right. So let me ask well, you, you know. something. Call, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm listening. Um, one, if you're on the phone, if you're on the um, on the line and you want to join in, remember to press 1. I see your callers. I'm going to pick you up as soon as I can. Now, Phoenix, let me ask you something. As a comedian, how long have you been in the game now, Phoenix? You, you've been in there for a minute. Um, let family and friends tell it I've been a comedian all my life, but I actually, <laughs> um, I actually took my first stage uh, 2012, 2012, okay. November of 2012. So it's been, it's, okay. it, it'll be four, it's three, I just celebrated three years. And trust me when I tell you, it's been three, three treacherous <laughs> years, you know, three, it's been three well, treacherous years. That leads into my question for you. As a comedian, three years in, okay, as a comedian, do you find that your, your, um, your, off, your your heart, your fight has to be twice as hard because you are a female? Do you find it to be a gender-related difference? Very much so. Very much so. Women don't get the um, – I, I, I think, and especially – I'm going to speak for myself first, and then I'll speak, like, not necessarily on behalf of all female comedians, but the consensus is that as women, as female comedians – it is a bit harder for us to, you know, I mean, we actually have to advocate for ourselves. We actually have to kind of, you know, do our own promotion, go out there, do all of the, you know, the, the building, the build up, the marketing, the publishing, you know, so forth and so on to even make a name for ourselves. And then we almost have to uh, fit into a certain category of criteria. It's almost like, you know, you've got to look a certain way. You've got to have a certain image, you know. And it's, oh, my God, it's in my home. Um, it's, not, it's not spoken. It's not, you know, open. But it's certainly the undertone. The undertone is that, oh, you know, they should look like this, and they should sound like this, and they should be like this. You have to fit a certain bill. Now, does that say that we don't get it? No, because there are times when people actually know the value of a particular comedian, and especially a female, and they say this would be a nice addition or this would be a great addition. But those times are, you know, kind of like, you know, people want to, people want, and you, you talked about vulgar comedy, okay? Mine is nothing Mine is nothing but am I able to transform? Yes. Is it my preference or my interest to transform? No, because I feel like something should happen naturally. Uh, a lot of comedians, most comedians, have a routine, okay, just like getting mm-hmm. up, going to the gym, doing whatever you do. They have a routine. You'll see the same material, the same set over and over again, you know, recycle jokes. I don't have anything against somebody who has routine. You should have uh-huh. a routine because it does help you to sell yourself. But at the same time, I prefer to be more routine. And I'm I, and and that's my own word, but I prefer to be routine, R O O M team to the okay. point where I can conform to the room. 
So I'm always going to work from a standpoint of what my audience wants. Even uh-huh. male comedians who are out there, male comedians are mostly routine. You know, how many times have you said, oh, I love Kevin Hart or I love Cat Williams or, you know, you love your favorite comedian, but you've seen their show. You go see their show. You can go see their show once in D.C., once in Baltimore, once in Virginia. You can go all the way down to Memphis, Tennessee. And that tour that they're on is giving you the same show over and over and over again. If you follow... If you follow me, you can follow me from Baltimore to D.C. to Virginia to Pennsylvania to wherever I'm going, and you might not hear the same, you probably won't hear the same thing twice because I don't want to operate from a premise of, you know what I mean, this is the only thing I I, I talk about. It's always mm-hmm. got to be something different, you know, Um I've kind of, I've been uh, probably, I don't want to, you know, I I haven't been slaughtered, but I've been kind of, you know, I've had comedians say to me, oh, you should be more routine, you should be more routine, you get booked more when you're routine. I'm not worried about, I'm not worried about the booking, because the bookings will come. You know, if you want to book me, you're going to book me because of the talent, not the material. You're going to trust it, you know, we're going to be presenting. But men, men are, men are just that. Men are routine, you know, and they're so routine that it actually works in their favor. Male comedians, you know, there's a, there's almost like a, a bond between uh-huh. them. And especially in black, and I don't want to say local, so what I'll say is the black underground circuit of comedy, which is probably where we are, that black comedy, the truth of the matter is everything is competition. There's no real camaraderie. Everybody's Mm. afraid somebody's going to make it before they do. Men don't have that issue. Wow. But that's what happens in a man's world. Men don't compete in the workforce. They're not pets. They're not being pets. Right. That's the last place they compete. They compete everywhere except the workforce. They save it for the court. They save it for the field. You're right. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. You know, which which is why, you know, you you can see men in so many different areas and so many different fields and men are going, you know what? I go to work. I, it, it, very rarely will you hear a man complain about his job. You know, because uh-huh. a man, a man will say very quickly, "I go to work, do my job, and come home." Women, on the other hand, we complain about every aspect of the job until we get another one. <laughs> and then we complain about that, wow. Right, you know, and those aspects are usually competitive aspects. You know. I, you know, you you don't like the way somebody else does their job because you wouldn't do it this way. Then you need to apply for it. But that's not mm-hmm. what we do. So that's what makes all of the difference, you know. But I really think I'm not You have really shed light on the, you know, the the perspective of comedy when it comes to the gender differences, and I so appreciate that. I'm just curious. It can be related to this topic or not. Hey. I'm curious, who do you study? Who are your favorite comedians? Do you study male, female, or do you study both? Or do you just kind of develop your own thing? I mean, I guess with any craft, you got to study it. 
So who do you study? Okay, so uh, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Um, uh-uh. Probably <laughs> probably very much like school, um, I don't study. <laughs> I, 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 I don't necessarily study the craft. I'm more of a like-what-I-like kind of person or like who mm-hmm. I like. I don't necessarily spend time studying the art or studying the craft. I kind of just go off of because I don't want to – I never want to – model myself or tailor myself to everybody else's liking based on somebody else. I still need to maintain individuality. So in my best efforts to do that, you know, I feel like it just works in my favor not to um, focus on how somebody else does it. You know, people often ask me, oh, do you write your own jokes? I write my own jokes, but I don't really, like, write jokes. I don't write a joke with a punchline. I don't write a joke with the end in mind. I write a joke based on a concept, based on an experience. So I don't necessarily Mm -hmm. study anybody, but I was the same way in school. You know what I mean? I was a decent student, Mm -hmm. but I I couldn't stand reading. The truth of the matter is I hate reading. So I have a very short attention span. So everything for me needs to move and move quickly. So okay. I, I don't really study, but the people that I do like, I love those early comedians from the 80s. I love people. Um, Richard Pryor definitely ranks high on my list. Um, mm-hmm. You know, to be honest, I like the Bill Marys, the Chevy Chases, you know, but okay. I don't make any effort to emulate them. And you know, that's just my own little, you know, like that's the comedy that I resonate with. In this new age comedy, I definitely – um, I definitely like, you know, um, Kevin Hart, Cat Williams. I don't get into who's better. You know what I mean? If it's funny, it's funny. Right. Right. You know? Yeah, and I, I so, actually have a few people that I love locally. Okay. Well, Candace, where can we see you? Well, I'm telling you, let me, before I even invite you to tell people how to see you, how to follow you, I've seen her show, y'all. She is hilarious. And let me just do a disclaimer. I have known this person here since, what, middle school? She's yeah. always been funny, y'all. She's always been funny. And I, I guess I'm just with her family on it. She's always been funny. It's always been a bunch of laughs in her presence. And so now seeing you do what you love doing, eventually, you know, letting that passion turn into a paycheck, I applaud you. Wait, wait, let me get the clapper. There we go. I applaud you. I applaud you. And, you know, I look forward to seeing another show. So tell us tell us what you got on the horizons. How can we see Phoenix? Oh, let me stop lying to people because I can tell you in one second. I'm going to have to pull up my calendar. Um, <laughs> Y'all see a comedian. She ain't say she was her old secretary, all right? Give her yeah, a minute. Like, Give I, a minute. You know, I have a show on. I'm actually at St. Mary's every Saturday for um, Happy Hour for my radio show. I will be at Visa Most this Saturday, March 5th. Sometimes, I'm going to be honest, sometimes I don't even realize that I didn't book myself for a show, and I just end up, like, seeing a flyer <laughs> of myself on social media, and I go, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. But I will actually be at uh, Visa Mode in Hampton over in Baltimore this upcoming Saturday. 
I have a show on the, and I'm actually going through my like every day on my calendar. I know I have a show on the 26th of March. I will. You have to follow me on social media and just wait because I've got like, oh my God, I got something on the 18th. And then it's bad because my calendar just says show. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That's okay. If y'all want to check Phoenix out, follow her on what social media. Give all that information out, Phoenix. You can follow me on um, Facebook at Phoenix of Baltimore. With the, it's Phoenix like the bird spelled with a Y P H O E N Y X. You can follow me on uh, Instagram at Comedian Phoenix, all one word again with a Y. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Snapchat. If you just you know like if you put in Phoenix of Baltimore, I'll come up somewhere. I'm sure because I googled myself. Somebody made me Google myself, and I, I I I was about two pages long, so I was okay. Mm-hmm. Phoenix with the Y felt like the herd. That's the stuff. Y'all have got to check this out. She is hilarious. She is funny. Now, look, don't I'm gonna tell y'all. I couldn't bring my my grandmother, you know, to her show. She she's real. She's gonna give you the real deal in her tone and her language. So for all of y'all that don't want to hear that, don't check Phoenix out. But for everybody else, Phoenix well, is her lion. Check her out. You look, you're welcome to bring your grandmother. Just make sure she knows ahead of time. Cause I, you know what? It's so funny. Because I've met some older women who, it's cold out there, I've met some older women who actually um have kind of like said, oh, my God. Like, I can't believe it, you said it. And I'm going to be honest. One of the jokes that I do, one of the jokes that I tell on stage, I say it. And I say it when I know that, that, that they're in the audience. I say, mm. I, 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 I don't like older women. And it's not that I don't respect them. I don't like them because it seems like after 60, they looking at women under 40 like we doing something wrong. You did it too. You know? <laughs> One, and I'm a, uh, I have some calls lined up, so I'm going to go to the next call. But I have to say, one of your shows, I have to admit, there was an older lady in the crowd, and she was kind of like blushing and holding her, her mouth area because she felt like, oh, I shouldn't be laughing at this, but it's funny. So she was doing this little smart thing when she was wrestling with herself like, oh, my goodness, I shouldn't be laughing at this. This is funny. So... Thank you for joining us. Hopefully you'll continue to listen in. So I'm going to go ahead and mute you, but not take you off the line. And I've already started saying, wonderful. I started with saying comedy is one of the hardest jobs out there, y'all. Much respect to you, Phoenix. Check her out, y'all. She got shows lined up. Check her out on Facebook and everywhere else so you can get the schedule. All right, Phoenix, I'm going to go to the next call. Thank you, sweetheart. You're welcome. I'm going to stay on the line. Thank you. All righty. All right, we got calls waiting to get in on the conversation, and I 
so want to hear what you got to say about this hot topic tonight. Um, if you are just listening in, great. If you want to get on a conversation, remember to press 1 so I know to pick up your call. So one thing about, you know, this topic is depending on what you define a man's job to be determines your answer. You know, like I said, I never really would have put Connie in that category, even though there, the ratio is more men than women. I wouldn't have put it under the category of male-dominated as if it's still something that women have to strive harder for. But statistics show, we just spoke to uh, Comedian Phoenix, and that is what it is. You know, so I'm going to actually bring up my um, co-host for tonight. The other calls, I'm going to get you. Hang in there with me. I want to bring you in, but I want to bring my co-host in on the conversation. I want my co-host to be able to help me introduce some of these other callers and speak with some of these other callers. So, again, just like I said with Phoenix, uh, this person is in a field where she has a name that's different than her, her government name. So, hey, with all due respect, I'm going to let her introduce herself. I'm coming to you, uh, last three digits, ending 322. Three, two, two are the last three digits. Is this my co-host for tonight? Yes, it is. How you doing, Angela? I am wonderful, <laughs> girl. Welcome to Total Empowerment Radio. I'm Thank so, you. so happy you're on here. Wow. Who are you? Who, who did I invite? Hi, everybody. I'm Chris Carter. I am a D- I am a female DJ from Baltimore, and I'm in radio as well. I went to school for um, broadcasting. And the field that I am in, it is very, very hard for women. Um, I would say it kind of changed a little bit over time where those females are getting, I'm not going to say they were never noticed, but females are being noticed more and people want female hosts or disc jockeys or whatever you may want to call them. And I find it to be very good now, but it's still a male-dominated field, though. So wait a minute, you're saying it changed for the positive, where it's more opportunity? Yes, it. Yes, yes. You have okay. female engineers. You have female, like with me, for instance, I'm a board operator, and I run the shows in the radio station. So you have female board operators, you have female talk show hosts, you have female, um, you know, just a lot of things that the females are doing in broadcasting. People so couldn't, you know, you didn't know. How long I've have you been doing this? For about eight years. Eight years. So, in, wow. So in eight years, you've seen the change eight from your own eyes. Okay, so I can years say, ago, I can say I didn't, I didn't, I can say I didn't come around when I saw the change, but I did see when I came in. It were, it was a lot of females because I started off in promotions, and with promotions, it was a little hard because usually when we would go out on events, like people would think that the men knew everything. I've actually had mm-hmm. an incident where though I had a male intern with me, and we had to go out to an event. And the the manager came out and didn't come to me, didn't even acknowledge me. They went over to the intern. And oh, wow. the intern had to turn around and say, you know, I'm not <laughs> in charge. She is. Uh-huh. So it blew his mind. Like, oh, wow. Like, she, okay, well, how you doing? Um, 
Well, I was like, well, hello, how you doing? I'm here for your event. For your event, you know, where do you need us to set up? I came off very professional to him, so it still kind of blew his mind. So you do have some men out here that will look like, oh wow, females running it, and then you have some mm-hmm. men where it's like, big ups to y'all, like that's what's up, females doing it out here. Like you have some men that are like that. Okay. Okay. So let me let me bring the audience up to speed. Um, so again. I had the opportunity of doing um, studio radio on Tuesday mornings on WLB, okay? And Chris is the engineer for Donnie's show on Tuesday. Now, I've seen, because initially we had a different engineer, but I've been seeing you as our engineer for a minute now. But something about this, I guess, two Tuesdays ago or so, you had, I looked at you, and you had this laser (laughs) focus. Like just laser focus on your face. It was like this look of, and I I, rec- I recognize the look only because I know I have it often myself. It's this look of, I'm here to do what I gotta do. This is just get me where I gotta go. And on top of that, I'm focused because I got so many other things I got outside of here. Like this is just one part of my day. So I looked at you, and I don't know if you remember. I don't know if you remember. I literally said to you, so what else you do besides this? Because I know this ain't yep, all Yeah, I do. remember you came right in the studio. Yeah, it was like, you know, what, what, else is, what else is it about you besides what you're doing right now? And you told me about your DJ and some other things, and, you know, you shared some other details with me. And this show was birthed through that quick interaction with you. Like through a minute and 30 seconds, I was like, oh, we got to do a show. This is what we got to talk about. <laughs> you know, and it was like, it was nothing to say, you know what? Because I usually have my shows lined up ahead of time. You know, I have, like, ideas. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do that next month or whatever. But it got to the point where it was just like, mm, you know what? We're going to do this show this coming to this coming Thursday, you know, upcoming show or whatever, and get it done. Right. So I set on that background to bring everybody up to speed about the type of person you are. Very professional. Um out of all the engineers that I've seen the last two years, you're probably the only one that kind of initiates some things. I'm not going to go into detail, but initiate some things. So like I asked me, I'm asking you a similar question. Do you feel like you have to be on your grind more to prove a point, or is that just who you are? It's more so of who I, uh, who I am. I'm sorry, of who I am. Also, me, I feel like with being in a male-dominated field, when you get in your position, it's almost like you have to hold on to it for dear life because mm-hmm. you have that guy that's coming right in there like, please, she's going to mess up. Females, they, sometimes they have a blonde moments and this, that, and the third, and it's just like, no, you're not going to sit over here and take my shine. You're not going to take my spot. You're going to sit over there and fall back. I know what I'm doing, <laughs> and I'm going to do what I have to do. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just have to come off hard and some men look at us and sometimes they'll say oh she acts like a she acts all stuck up or she or in other words they'll get a little vulgar with it I'm not going to say it but mm-hmm. they'll say oh she acts like a bee and it's like no we don't act like a bee but sometimes men make you act like that because you always have to keep proving to them like look I can do my job and I can do it right just because I'm a female doesn't mean that I'm limited to anything I can do the same mm-hmm. thing that you can do how about it? Well, let me ask you another question before we bring in a caller. Because you're not calling tonight, girl. We got to go ahead and do these callers together. Okay. But right. <laughs> let me ask another question. 
Do you find that you have to check yourself with emotions being a female? Sometimes you do because I know us women, we get a little snappy and we can go off real quick. <laughs> so uh-huh. we sometimes have moments where we just break down and cry, but sometimes you just got to shut that door, go in your car, let it out, and get back in the grind. Yeah. You'll be okay. Yeah, I definitely agree. I definitely agree, and I'm always one to kind of just be transparent on my show. I feel like that, you know, one, it's, I'm going to let you all know, it's healing and relieving to just be yourself. For real, like, yep. don't try to be nobody else but yourself. So when I come on this show and I tell you all my business and I, you know, just shed light on things and how I feel, it's not because I feel like that's going to attract callers. No, it's because I can't be nobody else but me. So with that being said, I had to learn recently that feelings had no place in the workplace. They had no business in the workplace. And Oh, I, if you bring them in, it's a wrap. Yeah, but, you know, because, okay, so I own Simple Wellness here in Day Spa, right? Um, mm-hmm. Simple Wellness has been around for about, uh started 2007. We've been at the 519 North Charles Street location since, well, three years this month, okay? As I started expanding my team and growing my team, it was easy for my heart to make decisions versus business. Business is black and white. Business is addition and subtraction. Hey, if the numbers don't add up, if it doesn't make sense, it doesn't make sense. As opposed to, well, maybe we need to look at it this way. And maybe that, I had to go through a few bumps, a few hits, a few disappointments before I was like, no, it's cut and dry. If you can't do it this way, this way, this way then, hey, it seems like we're going the same direction anymore. So I say all that to say, though I may not be in a male-dominated field with being in the spa industry, I'm still a self-employed. I'm still an entrepreneur. And I haven't did my statistical research, but I would reckon to say that entrepreneurship is still dominated mainly by men. It takes the... It takes the the know the the know how the wherewithal to just do what you got to do, do it on the basis of it needs to get done, and don't lose who you are in the process. But on the same token, respect the fact that it's not about feelings. It's not about whether I get along with this female. It's not about whether I really like this female child or whatever. It's about you getting the job done. I now hire, I now expect results from my team, whereas before, a sad story might have bought you some more time. So, you know, I'm being transparent. I'm just putting it out there. I had to learn that lesson. I had to learn that lesson. Men don't necessarily want to hear your sad song and to make it better. They say, I'm sorry that's happening to you, but you're no longer welcome here. So even as an entrepreneur, you know, I had to I had to take a step back and say, how is he doing it? You know, how is he running his business? Because what I'm doing Hey, take it, bringing it home and having, you know, pains and frustration and taking it outside of work and being stressed out. I don't think Billy Bob's doing all that. Okay, I don't know who Billy Bob is. Y'all get my point. Y'all get my point. So, Chris, we're going to play a commercial real quick. Then we're going to bring in a caller, invite a caller in on this conversation. Caller ending with the number 739. You're going to be up next week. You can talk to Chris and Angela on Total Empowerment Radio right after this commercial. 
Simple Wellness Hair and Day Spa, located at 519 North Charles Street in the historic area of Mount Vernon, Baltimore. We are your one-stop holistic beauty and pampering center, offering hair, nails, massage, skin care, a hair loss clinic located in a private area, and other beauty enhancement services. Call to schedule an appointment today, 410-483-9355. We are open seven days a week and offer a variety of savings specials. Come in today to try one of our signature packages, such as a one-hour massage, a spa manicure, and pedicure, or 120-minute detox package. Packages start as low as $120. Call 410-483-9355 to book your appointment. Our website is dayspasw.com. We look forward to servicing you at Simple Wellness Hair and Day Spa. All right, all right, all right. That's Simple Wellness, y'all. That's my baby right there. That's my vision. Let me tell y'all, Simple Wellness was started on the premises of me being fed up. I was fed up. I was tired of going to get my hair done, and people didn't know how to care for my hair properly. They didn't know how to style my hair properly, or the customer service sucked. I couldn't get all three in one place. So I said, I was done with this. I'm going to do my own hair. I started studying self-taught. Then I found myself starting to turn away business, turn away money, and I said, wait a minute, <laughs> what's going on? Um, and so Simple Wellness was birthed. So check us out, y'all, 410-483-WELL, 410-483-9355. Chris, are you ready to take this caller? Yes, I am. All righty. Caller engine is 739. I'm bringing you in now. You're on with total empowerment. Hello, caller. I guess this caller phone is acting up. Hello, caller. All right, I'm going to put you back on mute, caller. And if for, wait a minute, caller, do you have your phone on mute? You you know that's probably what you're doing, right? They, you they your, probably do. <laughs> well, caller, we're going to give you some time to work that out. Chris and I are going to hold it down for you. <laughs> all right. Um. So with all that being said, is this still a man's world? Your answer is yes. Did I hear that correctly? Yes. Okay. So. You know, you know if I ask you a question, if I repeated the question, it's a setup. It's a setup, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> it's a setup. So you're saying, yes, this is still a man's world. Do you see that changing? I see it changing. But like they always say, it's a man's world, but a woman still runs it. Yeah, now, one, I remember I had a, a pastor, someone had said, you know, the man is the head of the household, but the woman is the neck that turns the head. I thought that was the cutest little thing. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> with that being said, okay, do you see over time that there will be no difference? Almost similar to how some people would say racist, but if you talk to certain people, there still is racist. But if you talk to other people, it's like, well, I have the same ability and you know, opportunities that someone of a different race will have. Do you see that migrating in the field of well, in the in the man's world business, I do I do see it changing though. It has changed a whole lot. Like women are doing a lot of things that men are doing, mm-hmm. and we just 
I guess, like, just tired of it. Like, you know what, I can do the same thing you can do, and I'm going to get it done the same way you can get it done. Maybe a little better, a little different, a little more organized, because some men aren't really that organized. I feel like, yeah, a change is come. It, it has came, has come, and it's going to keep changing. And to the point, it's going to look like it's going to be everyone's world. Okay. Now, can I ask another question? This, this is a little bit in your business, but I'm not going to put you out there like that. But you're on total no, empowerment. Ahead. You're on total empowerment. <laughs> so you, we're going to get to the, the down and dirty and total empowerment. Okay. Now, I don't know, so let me ask. Are you in a relationship? Do you have a significant other, which is a male? <laughs> let me ask, let me put it yes, all on. Yes, I do. Okay. Yes, I do. So he's a male. All right. <laughs> okay. I mean, girl. I, hey, I love everybody, but I gotta ask nowadays. You know. So yeah, with that being said, that <laughs> so it's no yeah, offense. I, it's no offense at all. <laughs> wonderful. I'm glad we're on the same page. So with that being said, <laughs> and all that we just discussed, as far as we, you know, it's to the point where we can kind of. Either possibly, and it's not to make it sound harsh, but we could possibly do the same thing, if not do it better. Do you, are you anything like me where you enjoy those gender specific roles in your relationship? Or do you Wait, feel like, I said, are you anything, <clears throat> excuse me, are you anything like me where you enjoy those gender specific roles in your relationship? So do you take this, hey, it was, you know, do you take this, this women and men equality that's merging in the work world and see it in your relationship, or do you, is that different for you? Mm. Ooh, that's tough. <laughs> it's not tough. It's not tough. It's really. <laughs> okay, so let me elaborate while you're thinking on it. I'm going to tell anybody, anybody that's listening out here, I enjoy my man being my man. Like, if something break off, I wouldn't wonder if he's going to be running fast as I am. <laughs> or if he is, if he's going to pick me up or pull me with him. Like, I need to know that those gender-specific roles, whether it's protection, whether it's taking out the trash, you know, whatever it is, I look forward to that. Now, though in the workplace, you know, we just spoke about, hey, equality, and a lot of times we got to do this, this, and this. I find it separate. I find that in my home, I enjoy that. In my profession as an entrepreneur, as, you know, someone that has respect for other people's professions, I look at it, I'm like, you should be getting the same treatment, blah, blah, blah. It shouldn't matter that you're a female. That, you know, so for me, it's a tad bit hypocritical. I'm going to call myself out. I said it. I said it. It's a tad bit hypocritical. You know, and so I'm just wondering, is it just me? I mean, Chris, let me know. Am I just a hypocrite on my own? What's going on? Well, I kind of see where you're coming from, whereas, though, you want the man to, you know, want your man to be your man at home. And when it comes down to work, um, you know, I mean, you could, you know, just do everything like, like you said, just do it yourself. Like, 
I don't know. It's just a little. It's just a little different because of where I work. Like more so, you kind of want to. I don't know. Men come off a little crazy sometimes. I don't know in my field. I don't know in anybody else's field, but it's just like. You know, I just deal with a lot of men that's very flirtatious, and it's just like, look, I don't need it. I'll do it myself. Whereas I'll just let my man do everything for me when he he's around and when he's at home. Okay. And, you know, it can't be one-sided. So if I if I expect, you know, those gender-specific roles on that end, you know, i got to hold it down on my end, whatever it is. But, again, i really got to check me. I guess i got to do some more me time with this conversation because something as simple, for instance, tonight, you know, I have been working on the computer for, I guess, about 10 hours straight um, in preparation for something outside of this radio show. And then I went straight from working on the computer to doing the radio show. So I made it plain. Um, I don't know what y'all doing about this. <laughs> you know, I don't. Dinner is optional tonight. I don't know what y'all doing, but whatever y'all doing, <laughs> y'all need to figure it out and let me know. Cause I, I'm not stopping. I'm on a roll and I'm not stopping for dinner. And so dinner is being, you know, figured out from the other half. So I say all that to say. Someone else may look at that and like, well, you ain't doing your gender gender specific role as a female. So I guess I really have to kind of check myself, honestly, and look at it because to me it varies case by case. It really does. Like certain things make me say, oh, women and men should be equal, and then certain other things make me say, no, he a man, let him do it. You know, so, yeah, I might need to check myself, y'all, but it is what it is, and God ain't finished with me yet. So let me see if this caller, if this caller has, Figured out how to work my phone yet? Let's see. Yeah. Caller in the in seven three nine. Are you there? Hello, caller on the air. Yeah. Caller. All right, I tried caller. You must have something powerful to say, or it's something that's going to get you in trouble. I think I recognize that number too. So after I'm done this show, I'm going to text you because I want to know what you had to say because evidently God telling you to keep your mouth shut for a reason. I don't know. <laughs> so, Chrissy, you still um, do you still DJ? You currently available for DJ and everything? Well, right now I did take a break um, since I had got pregnant and I had my children, which were like back to back. So I've been off the DJ scene for about three years now. I am working on getting back in the groove of everything. Of course, trying to figure out, like, okay, how I'm going to juggle DJing and being, in, um, being a board operator in radio and being a mom at the same time. With mm-hmm. the time just being so crazy, like, I got to get up early in the morning, drop my children off the daycare. Then after, they, after they're dropped off, go to work, get off of work, try to prepare for them to, you know, come home and get them ready. On top of that, try to see how I can make it to the club at 9.30 or something while I'm trying to throw my kids in bed. But Uh. out the door, it gets crazy. So I've been trying to really figure that out, but I know I won't be able to know how it's going to go until I physically do it. Like in my mind, 
as women, we always plan things out ahead of time, and we always we're always thinking like, okay, how is this going to work when this time frame, this time frame, and I just got to do it. And then I got to uh-huh. be prepared. So when I get out of the club at like two in the morning, get like three or four right, I was asleep. Three or four, I was asleep, and then got to get back up. Girl, that's a lot. And put that's my kids lot. together. Yeah, it's a whole lot. So. It was crazy before I even had my children. Like, yeah, that's a lot. Working at studio, and on top of that, going to the clubs at night, and then still having to have a few hours of sleep and then get back up early in the morning just to try to go to work. Now, I would say that's and a it, lot on a man, woman, or anybody. That's a whole lot because with radio and the entertainment field, there's really no sleep. It really isn't. It's really no sleep. Hmm. And you do get you do get worn out, but I love what I do, so I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So I try to get as much sleep as I can in, but I just got to see how everything is going to roll now that I have my two kids. That's the only thing. I just got to see how it's going to play out. And with the support of my family, which is a big help, that makes it much easier. Do you have to DJ at a club? If anybody is having a nice daytime party, let's say family party, but y'all want to rock it out like it's the club time, can y'all look <laughs> my girl up? I mean, we don't want to be up till 2 in the morning, but we want to still do what we love. So, hey, Easter's coming up. Y'all doing the kids' Easter egg hunt. Y'all need a DJ. Y'all want it popping and rocking, and it's not going to be till dead on 3 o'clock in the morning. Call my girl up. I know she's ready. She built for it. We gotta break you into that a little bit slower than the, the club life, girl. I don't know if you can do the club life right now. What you I, think? I mean, I can, I can manage. I can manage. I'll manage because up. if it's something that you love, and you know that's something that I've always loved since a kid, it's like I'm gonna do it. So, okay, I'm curious now. We're gonna get off the topic just a little bit, just a little bit. So. Do you have, like, the real DJ equipment? Do you have the computer DJ equipment, or do you have, like, the turntables? Do people even use the turntables anymore? I mean, they still use the turntables, but they use the turntables with the computer. Now, you're talking about the 1200s and stuff like that with the record. I have that at my cousin's house. I play. I won't touch his records. That's one thing he tells me not to do. They don't <laughs> touch my records. My dad almost wanted to choke me out if I touched his records. My mother, like, don't touch my records because you're never going to find these records anymore. But I do uh-huh. have turntables there, so I can play the rec- the actual record. But it's like, you know what? We're just going to sit over here, get the computer. It's less to travel with because carrying cases and records out, I don't know who does that. If you still do it, hats off to you because that's a lot of stuff to carry out. That is yeah. a lot of stuff to carry out. You're but, right. I do remember people with them vans unpacking. Oh my goodness. I can I could just I just saw like I went to my cousin's house and they were cleaning the um basement out. I'm talking about crates. Crates of records down there. And I'm like, Oh my goodness, like people used to carry this it's like, yes, people used to carry this stuff out every night or whenever they had a gig. I'm just like um, I'm just so happy that everything is now digital. Like 
everything now is on like an external hard drive. You can plug it into your computer. I still like the old way. Don't get me wrong. Uh-huh. I still like that old way. And I have played around on a few records that my parents and my cousins like you can play on that real quick. I don't care. I got an extra one. I don't mind playing on that because that's the best way to learn. Okay. But other than that, change just that computer, that hard drive, and just hit headphones, and then you try, take your turntables out, it's an easy setup. Easy setup. <laughs> All right. See, y'all, she knows what she's talking about. Don't trip. Don't let the smooth taste fool you. This is one female that's built for business. Don't. I told y'all. <laughs> I told y'all it was something about her eyes. It was the eye of the tiger that day. I said, whoa, ho, ho. What you do at the hell? What are you doing? One thing I'll say, that equipment is very, very heavy, especially if you got some nice equipment. Trust uh-huh. me, I've been on events before where so I had to carry out bass bottoms, um, speakers, speaker poles, the wires, the um, the the mics, the turntables, the mixer. I'm talking about everything, and I had to pack all of that in my truck, carry it all the way down to the club, set it all up, and then had to stand uh-huh. there for four hours. Then had to unravel everything, put it back in my truck, and then unpack. That stuff is not light. So like I always say, and men will look like, wow, you're doing this? Like, yeah, I could do the same thing you could do. Just because mm-hmm. I'm only five three and I look small, don't mean I can't pick it up. Wait a minute. You only five three? Five three. <laughs> but I didn't realize you was that short. Now, you're going to be looking at you next time. Like, oh, you really yeah. five three. <laughs> Oh, my goodness, because I'm so happy you agreed to be my co-host. That's the stop. We We got another commercial, y'all. This one got to tell y'all about Family Healing Circle. We are growing. We are growing. We are growing. Y'all have got to check out my girl, my ace boom cool, my best friend. Her show is every Sunday, 7 to 9, Make Me Feel It Radio. Give us some love. Give us some support. So I'm going to go ahead and play the Family Healing Circle commercial, and then Chris, you and I are going to come back and start wrapping it up. Callers, I see you on the line, but you're not pressing one, so I assume that you're just kind of listening in, eavesdropping, but that's all right. You're welcome to do so. All right, Chris, I'm going to put us on hold, okay? All right. Welcome to the Family Healing Circle where we heal the mind, body, and soul. Join us every Monday for Totally Whole with Dr. Rosemary Cook and Pastor Bridget as they discuss issues related to spirituality and mental health with emphasis on wholeness of mind, body, and spirit. Get your money right Tuesdays on Money Matters with Chastity A. Wells. This show is the tool you need to develop a healthy relationship with your money and financial legacy. Every Thursday is a treat as we mix it up. On the first Thursday of the month, it's Total Empowerment with Angela Hart, where beauty and strength is enhanced inside and out. The second Thursday of the month is Relationship Talk on One Love, One Connection, One Up with Reverends Arlene Cahet and Harvey L. Bailey as they give you practical advice for creating a spiritual union to have the relationship you want. 
call in with your relationship questions. Calling all brothers on the third Thursday of the month, it's the Sacred Masculine Show with Reverend Jamel Gilliam. It's a show for spiritual brothers and the women who love them. When there is a fourth Thursday in the month, we have the Healing Paradigm with Reverend Arlene Cahet, healing the mind, body, and spirit through changing viewpoints. Every Friday, let's talk love, sex, and nutrition with sexual wellness coach Bondria Walters and sex enthusiast Nakia Lana. The hottest sexual health and wellness and nutrition show around. This is for the grown and sexy. Listen at your own risk. If you don't know, now you know. The Family Healing Circle on Blog Talk Radio, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. It's the best in entertainment, education, and talk radio. this every time. Hey, Chris, you there? Yes, I am. Okay. I say this just about every time. <laughs> every time I play that commercial, they so relaxed and calm and that tone and the jazz music. That is nothing like my personality and what I bring on total empowerment. So after I play that commercial, I'm like, I be feeling like, ooh, you got to calm down. But I can't, yo. I be too pumped. <laughs> like, I be too excited. And I can't just, like, chill and calm down. You know what I'm saying? So I've had to talk to them and say, can we have two commercials? You know, one, like, the growing and sexy, and then a second <laughs> one for, like, people like me? Because I don't know. Little Black, if you hear me, I need your help. We need an upbeat commercial, Little Black help. Hey, okay, so I had to get that off my chest. I say that every <laughs> month. Like, I really feel like I'm just, like, too raw for everybody after that commercial. but. It is what it is. <laughs> so, Chris, this has been a great show. You know, I want to yes, hear what you – it has. It's been fun. I want to hear if you have any thoughts on the, you know, the topic, is this still a man's world? I don't know. Do you have daughters or sons or what kind of – tell me about your babies. Is it a girl or boy? I have a girl and a boy. Okay, perfect. See, it's a setup. You was right there for my question. <laughs> I really didn't know. I tell y'all, I didn't know whether she had two daughters, two sons, or vice versa. But now that I know you have one of each, do you foresee yourself doing certain things where your daughter may be allowed to do or not do that your son will or won't? Um, of course. You know, I'll show her, like, things that a woman should do and what shouldn't do. And, of course, they, you know, their father will show them the same thing. And then I'll show my son as well, what a man is supposed to do and what he's not supposed to do. And he'll show him the same thing as well. So I guess when it, when that road comes, I can't really, like, speak on it now. But when mm-hmm. it, when that time comes, I'll see how things will play out in their life and then, you know, go about it accordingly. But um, right. when it comes to anything that they want to do, I'll, you know, I'll be behind them and back them in anything that they're going to do. I'll support them in anything they want to do. If my daughter wants to get into, can, like, welding or anything, my father's in welding. So mm. I had to go out on jobs with him. I'm talking about painting, holding the rails. Is he sitting over there with the gun and the sparks coming out? I don't like it. Wow. I, don't like, I don't like it burnt. 
So I'm sitting there like, look, I ain't going to hold much longer because if that thing hit me, I'm going to let it go. So we didn't have our little issues and fighting and stuff. And I'm like, look, I'm not trying to get burnt. You used to getting them sparks hitting in you and you keep going. I ain't used to that. But Now, see, it's funny that you said that. that because bring up, and I'm sorry to interject, I was going to bring up welding as one of the topics to discuss because my baby is a welder. My significant other is a welder. And there's nothing for for sparks of fire to hit him in his arms. However, as far as I know, and I've, you know, talked to him on a regular basis, there are no female welders where he's at. And that is a profession that I wouldn't see me going nowhere playing with fire and suiting up like that. You know, so... It's very rare that you find females in it, but I have been around it, like me okay. and my sister, because all my father had was girls. So okay. me and my sister have been around it. You know, I've been in the shops with him. I've been on jobs with him where men be like, wow, you got your daughter out here? Be like, yeah, because at the <laughs> end of the day, if she, I don't know when a guy's going to come around or, Anything to help out, she got to learn to do stuff on her own. So I'm going to sit over mm-hmm. here and teach her things that she need to do. I'm not going to blind her from anything or feel like she need a man to do everything for her. That's right. Like, if she's living on her own, she got to take out the trash. If she's stuck on the road, she got to learn how to change the tire, learn how to put the oil in the car. So my father taught us things because he didn't have a son. But now that he has okay. a grandson, which he's very, very excited about, he gets to do a <laughs> lot of things a lot more things with him that he couldn't do with me and my sister. She still kept it where though it's like, you know, y'all girls, I'm going to keep it a little feminine for y'all, but at the same time, I'm going to teach y'all, like, anything a man can do, you can do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think you, you mentioned something, Chris, in the, in the midst of you talking. You said if nobody's there. And I think that is what it is for me. When I was living by myself, when, you know, I was single or whatever, I didn't not take out the trash and was like, oh, this is a major. No, I did everything that was needed. So I guess for me it's like, well, I don't have to do it now. I don't know. Maybe I'm just full. I got to really look at me. Well, though. I gotta, also, I, also <laughs> with you being so, for you being, like, independent for so long, it's hard to break mm-hmm. that habit. So yeah. with women that have been single for a long time or just even dating and they'll have that man come around, you know, and the man be like, oh, I'll do it. Sometimes it's hard to break, like, oh, okay, you know, I'm just so used to doing it, but go ahead. And they look at you yeah. like, dang, you don't, you know, it's just like, look, I live alone. I'm not with nobody. You know, we're dating. I mean, if you want to take out the trash, you know, when that guy comes around, I'll eventually stop. I don't know when it's going to stop, but it'll stop. <laughs> but at the end of the day, stuff still needs to be done, and I can't go looking around or looking like some little dumb girl just standing outside waiting for a man to come and do something for me. Yeah, you know what? That's what it is. You hit the nail on the head. That's what it is. I've done it for so long. One, once I was able to kind of find that one off switch for it, it felt good to say, okay, I can trust you with these duties now. I can I can take a step back. But you're right. I, I was so used to doing it, I had to get to the point where turning it off was okay, and now it feels good. So I guess now I'm just like, woo-hoo. Man, you right. kick your feet up. Everything. Mhm. This has been a wonderful show for all y'all that love Scandal. Isn't it Thursday? Yeah, I think Scandal's coming on tonight. And for all y'all that love Total Empowerment Radio, 
And just in case you've missed one of my other previous episodes, like I said, I'm coming up on my one-year anniversary. So if you missed any of the previous shows, check out the website, DaySpaSW. While you're there, check out Simple Wellness Information. However, if you go to the About Us page on D-A-Y-S-P-A-S-W, DaySpaSW, you can pull up any of the archives for any of our shows. I mean, we've talked about prenuptial agreements. We spoke about having it all. Is it even possible? We talked about what is beauty. We talked about marriage. So, you know, we got some topics on there, all of which I'm sure you'll find interesting. You may even have an opinion. And at this point, if you have an opinion after the fact, feel free to send me an email about the topic at uh, Angela Beard Hardy. That's T-H-E-A-N-G-E-L-A-B-E-A-R-D-H-A-R-D-Y. Just shoot me an email. Let me know how you like the show. I'm just happy that you turned in. Chris, I'm so elated that you agreed to be my co-host tonight. This is a hot topic inspired by you. I I enjoyed listening earlier. Shout out to Phoenix. I enjoyed Mm -hmm. her. She was funny on the phone. She just said something. She's hilarious. (laughs) She is hilarious. I'm telling y'all, if y'all get a chance to check Phoenix's show out, she is hilarious. She's always been funny. I'm talking about sixth, seventh grade girl got me laughing and getting me in trouble. Hey, I'm not the one to get in trouble, but she's always been funny. And, Chris, when you're ready to get back out there, you just let us know because we're going to blow you up on Solar Empowerment. Anytime we can tell somebody about this female DJ that will have it rocking, I'm telling y'all, she had the eye of the tiger, y'all. She is not to be played with. She's not a joke. She's not a game. While you're getting everything in order, just make sure we keep you on the horizon. So when you're ready, you know you're going to go out there swinging. So I look forward to that. Any last thoughts? All right. Well, that is the show for tonight. You've been listening to Total Empowerment Talk Radio, where beauty is enhanced both inside and out. I am Angela Hardy saying love yourself, let go and let God, and please stay out of your own way. Life is good, y'all. Take care and have fun creating the life that you deserve.
every run. Let me hear you clap 